In this episode, Moore and I will talk about a few ways and means of measuring and monitoring the progress of your information governance projects. Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. We highlight proven solutions that we have developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how we can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges, like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will talk about a few ways and means of measuring and monitoring the progress of your information governance projects. Maura, in our pre-talk, we kind of went through a discussion on how we're going to approach this. Why don't you recap what we talked about? Thanks, Lee, and welcome, everyone. So measuring progress is one of those things that project managers spend a lot of time thinking about. And you have a whole host of tools coming from the project management side of things, starting with your project schedule, your project plan, you've identified key milestones, you've put dates against them and resources against them so that you can tell when you hit a big milestone, okay, good, we're on track, or oops, we were supposed to do that two weeks ago and we're still behind, why is that, what should we do about it? And all of that information can be rolled up into status reports that you send out to people on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Yeah, the and status means- reports that have the, the red, green, and yellow indications on whether they're on track and so forth and so on. Yeah, those are the ones I like. (laughs) A lot of executives like those because it's very quick at a glance. We're in good shape. We're in bad shape. Oops, there's a problem. What are we going to do about it? That one page ideal of a status report with your red, yellow, green risks, issues, decisions, that kind of thing. Very valuable for people who are very aware of what's happening in the project, people who are kind of tight with the project management disciplines and who understand that what's represented by that project plan or that project schedule. So you you need all of that background information in order to interpret that red, yellow, green. That's an important piece of managing your project and of measuring your progress. But the, the people that are not helped by that are all your stakeholders. And the thing about information governance change and information governance projects is it takes a long time. Just if you've been following along with our podcast for since we started last year, you know how many episodes we spent talking about just setting up to do your assessment, figuring out who your stakeholders are, what your scope is, how you're going to tailor your questions. And then after you've done those interviews and done your surveys and done your document reviews, how do you take all that information and analyze it and synthesize it and come up with your roadmap, your goals, and break down those goals into manageable activities or initiatives, put them into phases, put them into groups, and get ready to actually start doing something. This takes a long time. And one of the paradoxical things about humans is we are both slow to change and extremely impatient all at once. Um, Sad, but true. Or one of the delightful things about being human. (laughs) So either way, You, as the leader of your information governance program, as you're trying to make pretty significant changes in the way people work, because remember, at the heart of all information governance is behavior. This is about 
Every day, people are working with information to get their jobs done. And it's extremely important to them because they depend on their jobs, you know, for money to support their families. They depend on their jobs for satisfaction and um, enjoyment to help feel like they're contributing to society. And so every change you make has the potential to make somebody angry or somebody upset. And certainly, even if they're not angry or upset, they're a little nervous. They're a little bit scared about where this could go because change is hard. So how do we keep people engaged through that whole process that can be months long, even for a small initiative, it's months. And for bigger projects, it could be years. So how do you keep them engaged? How do you help them see that no, things are really happening. Progress is being made. So over the years, taking that sort of human approach, we have come up with a few things that we've found to be really helpful. Do you want me to go into those later? Do you want to comment on uh, on this breakdown that I- (laughs) I would think that would be great if you went into that. I was just sitting here going, celebrate. That's what we do. We celebrate. We celebrate the certain events when you reach a milestone. But anyway, yes, I would rather you went into those. I think celebrating is a great place to begin. Um, And so celebrate what? So celebrate because we put an email management solution in place and we have reduced the backlog of email. Even Even those emails that maybe were in your deleted file or they were in an archive somewhere, it's not anything anybody was looking at, it was just hanging around. And we've reduced that by seven terabytes out of 11 after three months of an email program being in place. Or we've gotten rid of 30% of duplicate files that we found by looking across all your file servers before we were ready to move into a new file plan, a new content management solution. So you've gone, you've looked ahead and you found Across your file servers, 30% were exact duplicates. 30% of the files were exact duplicates of something else. You can wipe those out right away, presuming they're not on legal hold, but you can wipe those out right away and be like, woohoo, our our back file is now down to 70% of what it used to be. You can do the same thing. Sorry, those are huge accomplishments. One organization that I remember you and I worked together on, we were in an HR department and we were talking to recruiting and we mapped out the process and we found out that they saved resumes in seven different places. And when the light went on in the HR department and the recruiting department's eyes that said, oh my gosh, why do we save a resume in seven different places? I mean, that's an accomplishment in itself. So you don't have to get rid of seven terabytes of data. You can just realize that there's duplication in the process that they're doing. And that could be a celebration as well. That is a, that is a good story. I remember when that happened, we, were, we had talked to the different parts of HR and recruiting separately because everybody wanted their own interview to have a chance to be heard. And when we brought them all back together and we showed them what they told us, and said, you're saving these resumes seven times. They were like, what? (laughs) We're doing what? (laughs) Um, So it's amazing the things you find because everybody is so concerned about their day-to-day, their heads down. Oh, I need this resume, so I'll just save it. Oh, I need this, so I'll just save it. And suddenly everyone's doing that (laughs) and you have all these different places. 
So those little celebrations start to add up. And one of the keys to making the impact when you start talking about celebrating your email reduction or taking out five of the duplicate repositories from the resumes out of the seven is your champions. So remember at the very beginning of this, we identified champions. You've gone and you've talked to key leaders in your company. They may be C-suite people. They may be middle managers. They may just be influential people throughout the company that don't have any particular authority, but everybody listens to them. And that group of people helping you celebrate these victories along the way is going to keep people engaged. So that is a critical, that's a critical one. Along with that is when you've built your project plan, piling up some victories in the first half of the project plan. Don't save everything for the end. So don't have a bunch of behind the scenes work and then in nine months say, ha ha, here it is. You need, some, you need some steps along the way that you can celebrate. So the building of that project plan to show that those little mini milestones, you know, the, the buzzword is low hanging fruit. What can we get done that is relatively easy, relatively short time frame that we can then talk about? And that makes a difference. So I was thinking about this project, this topic as we were getting ready for this episode recording today. And at the same time, you and I have been working, Lee, on uh, finishing a proposal with a new client. And I had to laugh on Tuesday when we got the call from that client that said, the contract is coming really soon, but I have a presentation tomorrow to my leadership team, and I need to tell them that we're making progress, even though you haven't actually officially started yet. <laughs> so, so can I tell them that you started reviewing things and could you start reviewing things even though the contract isn't quite here yet? And we said yes, although we did chuckle a little about showing progress before the project even begins. But the fact is this project for our client has been going on for six months and we just came in. And so they're feeling pressure to show progress even though we just got here. And that's a reality that we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, I agree. We're asked to make immediate impact and large scale impact right away. And, you know, some of that is having a consultant in person. It shows that things are changing. That's a good point, Lee, about just hiring a consultant is a, is a demonstration of commitment Picking a software solution is a demonstration of commitment. Even running an RFP process is a demonstration of commitment, but that can go either way because if an RFP process doesn't end in a selection, then, then people don't believe you the next time. It's kind of boy who cried wool. So that's, that's a challenge. Um, in fact, one of the projects I'm working on right now, we're picking a contract management solution and we got kind of, we kind of hit a wall about a month ago with the solutions that were available and the things that this client wanted to do. We've, we've actually worked through that and we've come up with what we think is a good approach moving forward. And it involved bringing another vendor into the mix to take a look at. And when we did that, we had two interesting responses from two of the key stakeholders. One of them said, why are we doing this right now? Why didn't we do this sooner? What's the problem? <laughs> like, what do we need them? 
Um, and the other one said, oh, good, because I looked at these guys four years ago the last time we did this and we liked them then and we're happy to see them again. So that was both, that was actually a perfect example of the everything is slow to change and we don't like to rush into things. And also the impatience of why didn't we do this before? We got that in the same day from the same announcement of having, of bringing this vendor in for a demo. So uh, I like to see those little, those little uh, I like to remind myself about those things being proven out <laughs> when I see them every day. Okay, so celebrating victories, building your project plan to identify many milestones and progress all along the way, not a big bang at the end. Two key approaches, using your champions so you're not the lone voice saying, oh no, we're making progress, we're making progress because people will start to tune you out. But you have five or six different voices talking at different times and saying, this made a difference for me. Oh, look what I've done over here. This is a big part of the next step and I feel ready to move forward. So you coordinating all of that with all your champions is really helpful. The last yeah, think, piece- Sorry, coupled with that is the prioritization of groups that you're going to do next because part of the communication that you're talking about is the group that you just finished says to the new, the next group or somewhere down the line, hey, this really went well, or hey, remember this, then that socialization just gets out in a number of different ways. That was a perfect segue because I was going to say the last thing that I think is important in measuring progress is feedback from all the stakeholders and getting them to talk to you, to the team, to each other about what's working, what's not working, what they'd like to see change. And so keeping those lines of communication open while you're trying to figure all these little, you know, keep all these pieces moving and keep everything going forward. It's a lot of work. The same project about the contract management solution this week, I also had one of the key stakeholders say, what have you been doing for three weeks? Are you making decisions without me? Well, what we'd been doing for three weeks was trying to figure out how to get away from that wall we ran into um, from a technical standpoint and really going deep down a couple of different black holes to figure out where could we go from a technical perspective to meet all the requirements. And so there wasn't any progress to report and it was only three weeks, but one of the stakeholders was getting nervous and feeling like, Either she was being left out or we weren't getting anywhere. And so that's an, that was an important reminder. And the answer is we're now having weekly meetings with that stakeholder <laughs> to make sure that she can ask any questions she wants. And we are giving her, you know, a kind of a preview of what's coming next because she's an important voice in this project. And so by the end of this week, we had a few meetings with her and we set up these weekly meetings. She was a very vocal champion when we brought this vendor in and had the and had the demo. So real-time reminders of this visible progress, keeping people with you is as critical to your project's success as picking the right software or making the right process changes. I think you're absolutely right. Transparency all the way through. And the status reports, the written status reports, they don't do it on their own. You can send them out, somebody will read them, but they're not enough. You gotta have that connection, that conversation with people. At least that's what I've seen. 
which I, I think is a good stopping point for us today on progress measurement and maybe a preview of where we're going to go soon in, an, in a future episode around change management and communication and helping people be ready to work in the new environment that you're creating. Good deal. Great setup there, Maura. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or look us up on the web at www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune into our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please share it with your people in your social media network. That will help us get the podcast out to a wider audience and allow us to help more people. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. A special thanks goes out to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.